Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But I'll have, I'll what do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. T- distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. Have it. You, you no no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline and deadline. Dude, are you even listening to me right now? Welcome to episode 134 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and joining me in the Rack Shack, Chuck. What's up, dude? Hi, Austin. Hey, Ben. I am here with Joe. Yeah. Hi, Joe. What's up, guys? We are also here with the one and only Dougie Brown. Doug, what's going on, man? How you doing, guys? We're doing good. <laughs> <laughs> what a day today is, huh? Mm-hmm. It was 68 degrees, I think, it, it hit today. Fake spring in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. Winter will come crashing back in here any minute. Yeah, it will. I shot two squirrels today in yeah, the you face. Yeah, you did. Yeah. The Good one, for you. Poor Willow. The one bit Willow right on her nose. Oh, she yeah. probably loved it. She probably killed the shit Oh, out she of it. just chomped the hell out yeah, of it for yeah. a while, actually. And That's then good. went back to the tree that it was on and then went back to chomping the squirrel. That's a good-ass dog, man. <laughs> she really is, man. <laughs> She's the best. so good. Feels we weird that small game's still in right now. I know because it's seventy I think degrees. It's it's say, were, you, were you hunting in shorts and a t-shirt, yeah. or I had my summer attire on. <laughs> it looked yeah. like you were wearing your damn small game coat. I was. You were probably was. sweating to death. It wasn't too bad. I was wearing just the one fifty merino and base layer with the quarter zipped all the way down. Mm-hmm. So, all in all honesty, it wasn't too bad because it was still windy out today. Right. Like, it was right. really freaking windy. Those first couple hours, we went out, man. It had to be. I think I looked, it was 25 mile per hour wind, and that was just steady without the gusts. Yeah. I know when I came out of work, it about blew me over. Yeah. Ripped the door out of my hand. I, like, oh, I actually had to think about where I parked my truck today, just looking at a couple of the trees around. There was one that was pretty dead. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to park. That's where we usually park. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to park. Feeling froggy. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to do that. Uh, that happens. But anyways, you so what's uh, going on, boys? What's happening? We got Doug in the building. Everyone's in the rack shack today. 
It's always good in the rack shack. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. I, We're think, gonna, I think we should take care of business real quick. Yeah, just, yeah. Just get it. Get See, the, I, get I actually, away. like, I tried to get there with that Merino wool base layer 150 talk, you know. Chuck, what were you wearing today? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll take care of business real quick, and then we'll get back to Dougie here. So, first and foremost, we always got to, like, you know, thank our partners and stuff. Yeah. So, first and you know, one that comes to mind is Scree Gear, obviously. Absolutely. Just got done working with Scree again this past weekend at the booth. We had a crazy Saturday at the Great American Outdoor Show. The last Saturday we did almost, well, actually we did, um, we did more the second weekend on Saturday alone than the first two days of the first weekend combined. Unreal, man. Unreal. Can you believe that? That's awesome. So, so that's that- how busy it was. You knew how busy we were that yeah. first Saturday crazy this was even more wild and we had three people yeah instead of four so yeah it's pretty awesome though they hit their goal Mm -hmm. which is excellent you know they'll probably want to come back next year yeah they crushed it that's excellent that's excellent but if you're interested i mean sign up for their vip deals but if there's nothing on sale use code wdp20 for 20 percent off your first purchase that's right and then we have vip archery uh biggest baddest broadheads on the market still in my opinion to this day, just an unbelievable design. You got your hybrid type design with cut on contact on everything he creates. Turkey season's coming up, the guillotine. I still got to get mine. I'm going to order one. I might bring one to Florida with me as well. One of the guys down there, he had shoulder surgery or something, so he's going to be using a crossbow. Okay. And uh, I, th- I think I might try to get the guillotine get the on there X. if it works. Yeah. yeah is that what works for the crossbow? I believe so. I okay. think that, I was going to talk the, to Matt. The I, guillotine X is for the crossbow, okay. I believe. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you throw one of them on there. Yeah. Check them out. Anything from, you know, big game to turkeys, everything mm-hmm. in between there. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Last but not least, A&F Custom Calls. Yep. Well, there was a little video I saw that was going around actually in the outcast group text today Ooh. and it was funny enough it was anf's uh video on that new ghost cut oh that new ghost cut's nasty man yeah he must post something on social i didn't see it but yeah i think i saw something earlier yeah yeah it's that just, video that I, I showed you i think that's what it was yeah <sighs> man pretty solid unbelievable. pretty solid unbelievable yeah but other than that i take care of business for this week nothing crazy going on just, you know, right about the off season, just getting ready to do some shed hunting stuff. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good. You got some deer showing up with no headgear on them. So, oh, yeah, buddy. We're good. I, I was looking excited. today. I was walking edge of fields. I was looking for antlers. There you go. More than I was. You don't have to look for squirrels when you squirrel hunt with a dog, which, funny enough, the first one we shot, she didn't treat it. It happens. So, we think what happened is we shot the male. It was rutting. There was a pair. Hashtag squirrel rut. Hashtag squirrel rut and squirrel nuts. And I think what happened and what Joe agreed was, well, actually, he came with theory. I agreed with it. Um, They were together and they split and Willow chased the female and the male went up the tree right where we were standing. And she took off where the female ran because the other tree had a bunch of holes in it, a big den tree. And the male was stuck out and just like us guys, you know, stuck out in the weather female gets cover and we get shot in the ass with some some pellets so. this is what happens when you chase women too much that's right and you end up getting blasted yeah see at least someone can can understand what i'm talking about here there we go <laughs> yeah crazy yeah. so what's going on guys not much not <laughs> just much. awful quiet come on joe joe why are you not talking something great happened today I was letting you guys take care of it. We took care of it. Right. We took care <laughs> of it. Let's get into this. All right. I'm going to go. I just kept thinking it. about that guy that 
came in on us when we were archery hunting. He was wearing a he was wearing a sleeveless. Remember, he's he's wearing just the vest. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear this. I, I thought I told you this. I don't think, man. Oh yeah, me and Joe were hunting. It was the middle of the rut, like it's the time when I fell on my fifth, my uh, tree stand. Oh yeah, when it collapsed, so I end up sitting on the ground. Charles like, there's a guy and a kid coming towards you, and I look over, and there's this just redneck dude with a shotgun in his hand, and he has just a vest on, nothing underneath. <laughs> and, it was, and it wasn't even. I mean, it was kind it of was warm, warm, but but it wasn't that. We warm. did not talk. About he's just that walking part. through oh, the yeah. swamp like. Dude, there's so many other places you could kill squirrels. You're walking through like knee deep swamp shit. Like I've almost lost legs in there. Yeah. Nice. Kid this fell down like just four walking times. through with this kid. <laughs> yeah. This kid they was came like pudgy bastard too. 15, like, 20 yards away from me. I was like tucked into this tree kind of because I'm trying to ground hunt at that point. And I kind of waved at him. He never even looked at me. I don't know if he ever even saw me. He looked at my stand <laughs> and then he just walked off. <laughs> So you're talking no t-shirt, just yeah, bare just, chest, just vest. an orange That's vest. vest and, yeah, yeah. Not, was, a, not a whole lot of multiflora rows over there, or what? Because if I no. walked through where I hunt with that kind of setup, I'd be all tore up. Yeah, that dude didn't give two shits, man. I saw him on my camera more than once back in there. Just, that is a hard individual. Yeah. yeah, he gave no shits. That's awesome. Yeah, he was a badass. Yeah, yeah. but also for Nessie, I don't know. Yeah, like, who goes into a swamp like that? I that almost guy. thought a small game. Well, yeah. See, and I never even actually thought about this, but I want. I was almost wondering, maybe was he trapping? You know, for something back in there, trapping with a shotgun and and all orange. <laughs> no, no, no. He had, he had a twenty-two. He had a twenty-two. Okay. Yeah, maybe take a shotgun to me, but I thought it was twenty-two. I got a pretty good look at him through the old mavens. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I saw his nipple. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he looked at him. Pretty sure I could tell what gun it was. I saw his nipple. Okay. Yeah, you were definitely looking at the gun. <laughs> Maybe I was wrong for the same reason. Okay. Off rails. Anyway, oh, not man. at all what we were supposed to be talking about here. We're talking about Joe getting his deer back today. Yes. Oh, yeah. You I sent did. me one hell of a Snapchat, dude. What the hell, man? You already I didn't forgot? know what you were talking about. Yeah, I went, uh, went over to Jens's and uh, picked up my deer, man. I was... I was nervous the whole way home. I'm just, I'm holding on to it. I'm, I'm just like going to, even under the speed limit. I was, I was terrified. I'm like, this is a moment when somebody's gonna pull out in front of me or just slam into me, and I would cry you know, forever. For sure, yeah. I would cry my forever. airbag goes off on my deer. I'd, I'd lose my mind. Was he, was he seat belted in? No, uh, <laughs> I had, I had Jens help me out putting it in, and it, uh, it all kinds of comes apart like the top of it comes off with the uh with the tree limb so I set that down in the back and then the base slid right into the other back seat and then he ended up sitting the mount in my front seat and it was kind of sitting across my uh what the hell you call it? glove compartment not glove compartment but uh center middle center, center console, console. Yeah, yeah. There you go. it was sitting across there just perfectly like uh kind of just tucked in there pretty good so no reason for seatbelts or anything. Plus that that early season hide, I, I don't think a seatbelt would be too great with the with that hair. You <laughs> yeah, know? right, right. You can I, tell that I like, always seatbelt my my misters on the way home. Yeah, but that just hide, it works it's that just way. so thin, like, and it made it look beautiful. Oh, it's you know? a really good oh, yeah. mount, dude. And you can really tell. Like, I remember when I shot him, he had a lot of like uh, just 
scratches here and there. I think he had a couple like holes in his neck and stuff mm-hmm. from fighting. Yeah. And you could really tell with that hide, you know, the fighting marks and stuff kind of showed. Yeah. So it's hard to really hide things with, mm-hmm. with that early season hide, but it just looks so great, you know? Yeah. So I'm with you. And he was a fighter, so. It yeah. just shows. I got to so admit, awesome. it was the biggest spike I've ever seen, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is no ordinary mount. I mean, he had a whole pedestal mount. Oh, yeah. yeah. It had some uh, some soybean on the, on yeah, the he foilage. Did the, he did the cut beans and everything. And I, actually, the the branch I used the year prior, so I was hunting the stand for three years or two years prior to that. And a couple of times I missed out on opportunities on deer because of this branch out in front of me and I'm like, I can't get to it. Like I brought a pole saw. You can't really get to it from the ground cause it's so high up with the pole saw. So I ended up, I had to climb up into my stand with the pole saw. And then I'm like reaching around this tree because it's on the opposite side of the Whoa, tree. It's the old reach around. Yeah. The old reach around. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up cutting down that branch the next year, first day hunting it. I shot him. And I'm just thinking, like, if I want to cut down that branch, could it have happened? You know, like, it might not have. So, Jen said, you know, you have anything special you want to use for the, for this mount? So, I'm, like, looking around when I'm in the stand the next year or, like, later that season or whatever it was. I'm looking around, looking around. I'm, like, I just don't know. I don't know of anything I can really use. And I saw that branch was still laying there and it was yeah. still good the next year. So... I cut that up and brought it to him, and he made everything mm-hmm. perfect. I told him, like, cut beans. So, he went out and he picked some cut beans out yeah. of somebody's field. And, and he <laughs> oh, probably oh, maybe don't tell Lago. It might have been his field. <laughs> it <laughs> but, could have been his field, yeah. So, he ended up setting up the cut beans, and it just, everything came together perfect. Yeah. Just like, as I expected, obviously. It looks awesome. I meant to ask him the last time we had him on, and I'm, I might have to save the question for when we bring him on again, but I really want to pick his brain about the soft mounts you know what uh, I mean? yeah i thought we talked about that was that not with him not with him i just I, who did I we love talk to about that i think betty boosh oh yeah maybe i think it was <laughs> maybe it was her but i just like i can't get this thought out of my head of like you being at like a party or something like that <laughs> people are showing you your mounts and you just have like the one i saw was a big wolf it was a wolf it was a big wolf yeah but could you imagine having like a hundred and sixty inch white tail like drooped over your shoulder. Over your you're shoulder. Like, Check this out. And you just like hand it to somebody. <laughs> or you just like wear it on top of your head. Right. Like just put it on top of your I head. Just wear it as a cape. Have They're you seen soft the mounts? I'll show you. They basically it. stuff them like stuffed animals. No. Oh. <laughs> but they're nice and soft and squishy. <laughs> yeah. Like they did this wolf. It's actually they're super badass. Yeah. I mean they look real. But they're soft. Like you can handle them. You can put them over top of a chair or a hmm. couch or <laughs> Like they're really different, but they're really freaking cool. Like especially for is this something new that's just recently yeah, come out? Yeah, Gosh, like yeah. Within a year or two, okay. at the most, a year or two, and they're they're really neat. The like person was, that came out with this definitely collected Beanie Babies as a kid. hundred <laughs> percent. So it's stuffed. Yeah, it's stuffed. Yeah, yeah. That's weird. It is weird, but it's cool. He'll he'll. Jamie over here is looking it up. Just yeah. Him, I'll pull, I'll <laughs> Joe's the real Jamie, but. Austin's got it. So that's what the software looks it? like. Wow. How cool is that? <laughs> but could you imagine so like, the head like, everything? Like it's all like real. Just, well, the head and everything would be harder, obviously. I don't know. I think it's still kind of soft. It's still kind of soft. To do all the facial right. stuff and yeah, everything, it have to be soft. Uh, 
harder. I don't know. Like they they sometimes will just lay it there. Like someone did yeah. their dog in that. Like stuff the full dog. <laughs> just like chills on the and just Yeah, just like lays it on the floor and people That's come in and think line. it's a real dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's crossing the line. I can't I can't get on board with that it's one. So strange. <laughs> Dude, I was listening to uh the podcast um with Apex on um Fistful of Dirt. Fistful of Dirt, thank you. Mm-hmm. There, so did you know that Apex actually does like shotgun shells with ashes in them? Yes, I did. I saw that they hand load them. How cool is that? Yeah, they take like super good care of them, too. They so when I go, them. put my ashes in a shotgun shell and blast a turkey in the face <laughs> is all I wanted. That's all I want. That's pretty cool. That's all I can think of cool. today. Yeah. I was like, man, that is freaking awesome. Yeah. It's all related, right? Yeah. So Before we get too deep we... in this, can I talk about two of the worst broadheads I've ever seen in my <sighs> life at the show? Let's go ahead. Go ahead. I thought we already brought this up. I'm not going to. No. Not I didn't. on here. I'm not going to name drop them unless you really want me to, but I'm I'm just milling around. They're not like names that people would no, know. No, nobody would even know them, honestly. Right. So I'm just milling around at the show. Here we go. And uh, I look over and I see this broadhead and I'm like. What the hell is that? I'm thinking, okay, it's for like chopping turkey heads off or something. Four inch cut. That's unnecessary. Two blade. Okay. And I'm like, well, this doesn't make sense because they have it folded up and there's there's no head on it. It's all blade. There's no head on this broadhead. It's just two, it's just two like blades. Barber blades. And they fold up with like a rubber band. And then I'm looking at the picture on the, on the, the case and it's showing a deer. I'm like, dude, who was shooting a deer with this first off? Like, <laughs> can you imagine? And then it folds down into like, would that be like a zero? 90. That wouldn't be 90. I'm just picturing like a pair of scissors. Or zero. Like 90. <laughs> if you think about a plane, I mean, it's like a 90 degree angle. Yeah, it'd be 290. It was literally a little bit under <sighs> that. Like, it was barely anything that it was an 85 Jerry, you're, so, being, you're being obtuse <laughs> so i'm looking at it i'm like there's no head on it you know and then it, it's saying like entrance is like seven eights and then exits four inches i'm like dude n- nobody shoots a deer with this so it's like another, throwing an axe through an animal they had another case next to it was it, just a speed and, I'm at shovel. It, and it looked like yeah, screw on the like end a muzzy, of you know it was a three blade <laughs> I'm like, okay, uh, this might be a little bit better. And I'm looking at it. And then they literally had like a circular blade around the three blades. <laughs> what is going on right now? What are these people trying to do? Well, I've that first that one, they're trying designs. to cut the deer in half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm selling products for gimmicks. Less butcher time, man. Yeah. Less you butcher can't time. run for it. The other one was a three blade yeah. and then a circular blade around the three blades. Kills the deer, guts it, tenderizes it all in one shot. Like, these guys just don't like penetration I've at seen all. some of the round-bladed designs they in the past. They don't make any sense. I, I don't think they make any sense at all. They're weird. I know, though. The one was, like, the toxic. The toxic but something. But then there was the atom. There was it the atom. It's but the atom smooth, was, you know? like, wire. The atom was a wire, and it actually was proven. It flexed that was the one. Bone that was stuff. the one that Matt Funeray exactly. designed. Exactly. Actually, was the atom and mm-hmm. had a, a wire, and that thing he put through elk and all kinds of crazy shit. He said it was like too sharp to handle. Yeah. Hmm. But that was like a total different. Yeah. Different. It wasn't a blade yeah. design. Yeah. 
totally yeah, I different. just can't Strange. imagine much penetration happening with these blades. It's like, impossible. Who makes them? Like, Do you remember the time we went there? Like, and they seriously, had the, like, who puts up that design and like yeah. has the money to manufacture it's something? Probably the same like guy that. that had the field tip blade with the jagged edges. Somebody said they still have them there. Oh my god, no! I'm like, I haven't seen them in years. I just figured they when just, Marcus was there. Yeah, when they had it, I haven't there. seen him in years. He was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that thing would be cool for like squirrels, but other than yeah. that, I, I wanted to shoot it at a deer. It looked like get some of those four inch ones for squirrels. Dude. You want me to get the four inch cut squirrels in half? I'll tell you what, it'll fly like a fighter jet towards it. Processing those squirrels today, I'd rather like this, they'd be so, cut in half. You know, like I can see if it was open, you're like, ah, try to cut a turkey head off or something. It's like but, a B two bomber wow. flying. Yeah, <laughs> that no plane at all. No, no totally good. straight. Just. <laughs> <laughs> magical oh boy well dougie what's up with you man what's so new? speaking of broadheads and odd things on arrows have you guys mm-hmm. heard of pods have you heard of this not tide pods i know that's <laughs> what, i know that's where you're going with this i was thinking pogs no p pods it's okay. apparently something you can put on your arrow and you put some sort of compound it's like this uh you put some sort of liquid or something on it, and it's like a muscle relaxant. I was reading on a hunting forum. Have you heard? You've not heard this. No, no. but I thought so you were going to say So even when you shoot a deer, and it's not a kill shot, say it's a gut shot, and you know you're going to track them, it apparently basically is almost like a tranquilizer dart. When this arrow goes through them, you've not you've not heard of this. No, you know, we all no. have to read up on this because I just started reading. It's it's not it's not legal in a bunch Definitely of states, but there are here. some states where it's legal. Yeah. But basically, you shoot the deer. Even if you make a bad shot, this arrow with whatever's rubbed on this pod. Frog venom. Go, yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, poison dart venom. Goes through, and the deer kind of, you know, tightens up. Kind of huh. gets kind of sleepy. And even if you don't hit him well, you know, he just kind of lays down. And Who developed this? ISIS? <laughs> probably, the, <laughs> probably the same people euthanizing dogs. And you got to sneak up on them and stab them to death. <laughs> I don't know. I, I read about it, and I couldn't believe that that Can was actually Can you imagine that we're not allowed to hunt on Sundays, but there's a state out there allowing <laughs> you to use a pod? It's basically a poison arrow. Yeah. Muscle relaxers. Yeah, basically man. a poison dart. I don't know if you guys had ever heard of that or talked about that. But I myself on my arrow, and I passed <laughs> up my tree. <laughs> Can't wait till the teenagers get a hold of these, man. Right. We're all done You'll for. have to look it up and read up on it. It's wild. Well, you you heard what happened with the Tide Pods. What about these That's ones? That's what I'm man? saying. Holy smokes. It's a matter of time. Thanks Crazy. a lot, Doug. You just ruined a generation. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knew about this. <laughs> I'm not looking it up. No. I'll end up on a, a list somewhere. Yeah, I don't want to be on that list. Me I'll either. send you a link. Don't worry. I'm already on a list. Appreciate it. <laughs> Appreciate your list. Well, oh. Dougie, we brought you in. We haven't introduced you yet, and we're probably like a half an hour into this thing. No, no. I'm kidding, but yeah, we are. Why don't you? <laughs> what we do? Yeah, actually, we almost are. Can you give us a quick introduction? Introduction rundown. So here, I'll start it off. Dougie is a local boy. Went to Laurel High School. If what? anybody's local no, in this area, do this. hold what on, hold on now, hold on. I got something. <laughs> he set me up. I know. I am. <clears throat> you done messed up, A.A. Ron! <laughs> Don't interrupt me, A.A. Okay. Ron. So, Dougie and I got to know each other first through baseball. Okay. All right. And uh, actually, Doug was probably the only person that I ever tried to imitate his batting stance ever. <laughs> the man at the plate, just upright, so calm. He has like a, so- a slow-pitch softball approach to baseball, and it was just phenomenal. I loved it, all right? 
But that's how I got to know Dougie. Now, last year, we brought him in. We gave him some Kool-Aid. We made him drink the Kool-Aid. Now he plays softball on our team <laughs> as well. Okay. All right. So that's how I know Doug personally. But, Dougie, we need to know a little bit about yourself, like how you got into hunting, growing up through it, just everything. Well, I mean, I already had the softball swing, so it was an easy transition. But um, Indeed. My dad got me into hunting and fishing, and, you know, fishing is in my blood, basically. As soon as I could walk, I was basically, my dad had a pontoon boat. There was literally a sign on the, little yellow sign on the side of the pontoon boat that said, baby on board. Nice. Uh, my parents used to take the playpen, put it on the pontoon boat. So, basically, grew up on uh, Lake Arthur fishing for bluegills, you know, to start and Turned into uh, bass, catfish, muskie, Slippery Rock Creek for trout, Nishana Creek for trout. Uh, 12 years old, started hunting. Uh, probably in the backyard shooting at some birds with a BB gun at 10 or 11, a little before that. You know. Allegedly. Right. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> um, but always big deer hunter, not so much on turkey. I've killed a few, but uh, big deer hunter. Uh, most recently, I've gotten into saddle hunting. Uh, if My you guys man. want to talk to that a little uh, about that a little bit, that's but, uh, really why we brought you here. Yeah, yeah. Still trying to get Joe on board, but we'll see. Oh, he's on board, buddy. Is he? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Uh, I started doing that back in probably 2017 before it really blew up because uh, had a property I was hunting and had permission. My dad had permission. A couple other guys had permission. Set up a tree stand for my wife to hunt. Hang on, stand. Come back two weeks later, go to hunt it. It's all torn apart. Sticks are on the ground. Stands on the ground. Straps are cut. And I'm like, what the hell? You know, if it was mine, that'd be like, yeah, that's annoying, but whatever. But I was right. like, you just ruined a hunt for my wife, but 26-year-old girl at the time, you know, mm -hmm. you just ruined her hunt. Like, what a D-bag. Who does that? So, I tried to figure out ways to hunt more mobile. Um, I always had the climber, but I didn't like hunting trees. I wanted to hunt deer, not trees. And I couldn't, didn't have a whole lot of luck early, uh, you know, as a hunter for bucks. I killed a bunch of does, but never a real good buck. Um, the places I wanted to hunt, I couldn't get into the climber and it just, it, it annoyed me. So mm -hmm. I started hunting these hang-ons and I saw these, you know, these lighter hang-ons with the lighter sticks. So I go down that route, right? Okay. I'm going to set these sticks up, climb up, pull my, my hang on up and hunt out of it. Well, I realize I'm not too good at it. <laughs> uh, the uh, harness I was hunting out of didn't have, it was an old school, like 1980s, 1990s, upper body only. And it didn't have Lyman Bell loops. So you had no way to really like hook into the tree and use two hands to hang stuff. So I'm trying to hang hang on stands, no Lyman Belt, just hanging oh onto a tree boy. hoping for the best. I'm going, this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's there's got to be a better way. So I start doing some research and I'm thinking, well, is this upper body harness even going to, you know, help me if I fall? Right. So I do a simulated fall at my house, like a foot off the ground. And I basically just put all my weight into this thing and it like collapsed my chest. Couldn't breathe. I'm like, I'd rather just fall out of the tree at this point. This thing's <laughs> terrible. So I cut it all up and I'm like, I got to find a better way. This is, can't hunt mobile. This, this, this harness sucks. You know, what, what am I going to do? So I start looking into rock climbing harnesses. Mm -hmm. I went down that route and it worked really well for hunting out of tree stands. But I still had the problem of I'd hang, you know, three sticks, climb up, 
and I'm hunting these really thick areas and I'm pulling the stand up through the branches and it's just clicking and clanking off stuff. And I'm like, man, there's got to be a better way. So I see this video on YouTube. I want to say it was the DIY bow hunter. I think mm-hmm. his name was Garrett something. Garrett yeah, Garrett Prawl. Prawl. Yeah. 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 I see him make this video of using a rock climbing harness. And then when you get up to height, you add this thing called a sit drag. Yep. And you basically sit back in the sit drag and your rock climbing harness is your safety. So I'm like, oh, I got to try that. I already got the rock climbing harness. I already got the rope style tree strap. You know, this is years ago before every single company made a saddle and Mm -hmm. made a tether. So I'm, you know, buying rope style tree straps from Dick's and putting together this black diamond rock climbing harness with a sit drag and rope I bought off, bought from REI, you know, all hodgepodge DIY, (laughs) all this kind of stuff. Love it. And I tried it once, hung the sticks, climbed up. Sat back in the sit drag and loosened it, you know, loosened the uh, rock climbing harness connection. I was like, man, this is it. Why am I going to hang three sticks and then pull a tree stand up when I could just hang three sticks and hunt from this thing? I can spin around the tree. I can shoot 360. This is the way to go. So that's how I got started into it. And then basically the next summer I bought, uh, I don't know, am I allowed to name drop here? I bought an an Arrow Hunter Kestrel because that was basically Mm -hmm. the only commercial saddle that was out there at the time that I could, you know, uh, get my hands on. I'm like, man, this thing's great. It's all one piece. It's got Lyman belt loops. It's got leg straps. It's got a bridge. This thing's fantastic. And then I just started killing deer like crazy. (laughs) And it's because part of the reason was the areas I hunted, all the best spots had crappy trees. Right. All the, all the mature timber that had big, round trees with no branches you could get in the climber the deer weren't there maybe you'd get a uh, you know a buck passing through once in a while Mm -hmm. chasing a doe you know scent checking uh you know going in between bedding areas but the really thick stuff with the crappy scraggly trees that's where they were hanging out and i couldn't get in there and now i start hunting with i started with three hawks three hawk heliums uh and this kestrel and it was just like a world of difference. I'd go from seeing, you know, one deer in a day to seeing 12. And I'm going, oh, man, where the hell has this thing been my, my whole life? You know, how right. how many times did I go hunting? Literally. Were you I'll, using the top stick as your, as your platform? I was just hunting right off the top right of the stick. Top I was going to yeah. ask that. It That's... works. That, I mean, it, it does work. Yeah. It would, it would kill my feet personally, but a lot of guys do You have bad feet, though. I know yeah. I do have bad you feet. Bad I hate feet. that. Yeah. It I was just curious. I didn't know if, like... Even at that time, like ring of steps was like a big. Well, thing. yeah, the only platform then was either a homemade DIY or yeah. they had the uh, you could get the primal V step or the wild edge uh, V step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they had a you know a, on the saddle hunter forum they had this cutout for a piece of plywood. They had the measurements. You could cut this piece of plywood, shove it in that V step, and that was your platform. It was that or basically in a mare steps ring of steps because there was like nothing yeah right right there were guys, guys making, were using uh, the seats basically like austin did yeah make. making platforms out of the, the clem style uh it was like a lone wolf seat yeah mm-hmm. from a hang-on they were mm-hmm. making cam over platforms out of that and there was also uh these furniture brackets they found on ebay that they was <laughs> basically like a triangle like an almost like an l-shaped furniture bracket for corners of making cabinets and dressers and stuff and they found out you could feed either a ratchet or an OCB strap through these furniture brackets, and they were making ring of steps out of these things. That's hilarious. That's solid. Within a it. week, all these furniture brackets completely disappeared off eBay. <laughs> they were all gone. 
<laughs> one guy figured out how to make a stupid ring of steps out of this thing oh and they disappeared God. off the face of the earth. Yeah. So everyone's like, well, this was a good idea, but now I can't find them. Now we got to figure something right. else out. Those people with the furniture brackets were probably so confused. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that because then the next thing that was big was there was this footrest for a freaking electric wheelchair. So basically like a hover round for like old people. These, these, <laughs> I know you're laughing. It's ridiculous, but it was this, it was almost like the seat style, the Clem style platform. Okay. It was this footrest for a wheelchair and some guy figured out that you could get this thing and add it onto a post and you could cam it over and it made this great saddle platform within a week. So how long ago was this just to give to 2016, idea. 17, something like that. Wow. So Not even that when they started hearing that about much. it, yeah, yeah. This, this was Since before Tethered crazy. really came out with the Predator and all that. So yeah. guys were you had to DIY everything. Yeah, which you had to think that's kind of where Tethered was born. Was these they were these DIY guys? These yeah. are the guys yeah. that are taking the furniture corners and making ring steps. They were like, on that's saddle they hunter, were, and yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, they were on this saddle yeah. hunter platform, and they were just spreading the word about all different builds and different saddle creations that they've come up with. And I mean, that's what. Really, where think, it was all uh, what year that was that Sam ended up getting? What did he get the Manus? Manus, he got the Manus. Yeah. yeah, and that was the year after that. I heard Tethered talk about the saddle. Yeah, on like the first ever podcast that they talked about. And I went to Austin and said, Austin, listen to this. You got to listen to it. This saddle, man, this sounds awesome. And Austin, being Austin, told me I was nuts and not to worry about <laughs> it, and that would never work. And he really wanted his his hang on stands. And we, dude, trust me, the hang on stands were badass. I don't Mine's still sitting there, probably collecting dust four now. years ago, right? Yeah, at least. Well, I've never even opened my hang on yet. I just, hmm? it would be more than four years. It'd be at least five. Twenty nineteen is when I killed that one. The first one out of the saddle. Out of the saddle, yeah. yeah so Sam would have had it the year before. Yeah. 2018 is when he first got his manus. Out of, the camp, I think, out of your camp. Yeah. I think 2018 was when Tethered came out with the manus because I yeah. bought the Kestrel in late 2017, I think. Yeah. And that was before the manus was yeah, out. Arrow yeah, Arrow Hunter was before, yeah. before yeah. Tethered. Yep. Yeah. And then they came out with the Flex. It was, yeah, yeah, and it was I had the deal. Flex. Yeah, it was a big deal. Still have it. By the way, if anybody wants Flex, it is for sale. So... <laughs> I have a, a, a great deal. If, if we're going on that route, I have a TX5 size larger. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, man. Love it. But it's funny to me that the saddle industry has blown up the way it has because when I started and I showed people, they, everyone, everyone, everyone laughed at me. Oh, they yeah. told you you were nuts. Yeah. They're like, that's unsafe. And I'm thinking, no, when I was hanging hang on stands with an upper bar of the harness with no lineman belts, <laughs> hanging on with one arm, trying that to throw a strap unsafe. around a tree with yeah. my other arm. That was unsafe. Yeah. The whole way up, I'm connected. You know, when I'm up, I'm connected. Now I one stick up, I rappel down. There, oh, literally, man. there's no slack ever. Uh-huh. And, you know, and it's like, no, what I was doing before was dangerous. And even still, I've converted a couple people. But I still, when I show new guys, they're like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And I'm yeah. like, you don't understand. You haven't tried it yet. <laughs> I just, I have the same story from our dad. Every time like, he would see me in the saddle the first couple of years, he'd be like, I remember way back when, 30 years ago, there was this guy up in the tree, 30 feet, standing in the crotch of a Y with one of them, their saddle platforms or whatever he called it. What do you call it, Joe? It's one of them harnesses. I don't know. You don't, you've never heard him say that story? 
Oh, I remember man. the one time I was gun hunting and I saw an Amish dude probably 20 foot up in a tree with nothing holding him on. <laughs> <laughs> Standing on a branch with a high power rifle in his hand. I'm like, okay, good luck, buddy. Yeah. Hey, maybe he had a saddle on. He just didn't see no. it. No. <laughs> he didn't have anything on. Yeah. I just, uh, he was on the other side took, of a drive and he's 20 foot up. Just he was on a branch. By the will of <laughs> took, God. Took one shot, recoil, knocked his ass oh, yeah. out of the tree. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> That's what people used to do, man. <clears throat> it is it is wild it's to gnarly. think about, you know, how far it's come. Now there's shit, I don't even know, a dozen companies that are making there's sticks, so many, man. platforms, saddles. I mean, everything has come so far. Here's you the know thing, what? though. Thankfully, like, it has. It has. All of them, though, I, I would say, I shouldn't say all of them, but I would say 90% of them are solid as shit, too. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Like, you think of tree stand companies, there's some really good ones. There's some really bad ones, and there's some really agree. sketchy ones. But I would say, like the saddle game, most of them are really taking their time. They're really quality products. Yeah. They're really good stuff. I mean, you can't really go wrong. It's basically like picking a bow now, yeah. whichever one you like the best. Yeah, and, and in all reality, when you think about a saddle and the material it's made out of, it's all overbuilt oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Everything's rated 3,000 pounds, you know, 2,700 breaking pounds. Like, mm-hmm. just the ridiculous. One I <clears throat> yeah, the one you made, you made it, you could have hung a tank out of it. Out of the sky with that thing. <laughs> Literally. Like, the, I'm thinking of the Wild Edge when they first did his. He was, or no, his steps at the time, even same deal. But his steps, he was, like, picking up backhoes yeah, off the ground. Yeah, hung a four-wheeler or whatever. Yeah, hung yeah. a four-wheeler off that picture. It was, like, still one of the coolest pictures I've ever seen, no, really. you know. But. What's that guy's name? Uh, Drew Walter. We were talking yeah. to. Yeah, Drew. Yeah, we were talking to him at the show. And he was, like, before it used to be, like, show him this, show him that. Now it's, like, I got to show him all this stuff because uh-huh. there's so much. Mm-hmm material out now that it's it's sickening but he's like it's a good thing you know yeah he was absolutely worn out we talked to him yeah. on the last day of the show I bet. he's like i show somebody how to do this and then not showing somebody how to do that and yeah. then and then there was one guy listening and then then he would come in after i was done talking to this person he's like wait a second what was the first step and then yeah. he started all over again I mean, full circle goes right back to what Doug was saying about like guys talking to you and saying you're nuts. Yeah, it's the same people going through this show in Eastern Pennsylvania, guys mm-hmm. that have never seen a saddle before, and they're looking, going, "How many saddle companies were there?" You know, and, like, right? There's four at least, four, maybe yeah. five, actually, yeah. five saddle companies there now. For the first year, last year there was one, maybe two. There's two. The year before that, there was one. So, like, now there's five different saddle companies at that Great American Outdoor Show. It's yeah, I showed my neighbor, crazy. Who, older guy, hunted his entire life, and I showed him, and he starts laughing. He goes, you're hunting out of a dang slingshot. And I'm like, well, there's actually a saddle called a slingshot. There's a, there's a, there's a model. But, yeah, he called it, I'm hunting out of a slingshot. And he's like, that looks dangerous. And I'm just like... Ah, you gotta, you gotta actually do it. You know, yeah. you gotta try it out and realize if you do it right, there's literally no way to fall. Mm-hmm. I but. still think we can get um, our dad's buddy Brubby um, in one. He was actually taking a lot of curiosity to mine a couple of years ago, really looking at things because he he took a fall out of a tree stand, you know, into his regular harness, and obviously did not like <clears throat> that experience at all. And yeah. uh, he was looking into the into the saddle quite a bit mm-hmm. so now that was part of the reason i went this route i you know tried that upper body harness and realized dude if i fall on this there's there's no self-rescue yeah this thing's just gonna crush my chest until i can't breathe mm-hmm. if i if it if i even stay in it and don't mm-hmm. slide out of it so i started looking up that rock climbing harness and i saw all these videos about how to you know when you, you fall yeah it's gonna catch you and you're now instead of being like 
a cat being held by the scruff of your neck, you're facing the tree and you can actually do something about it. Yeah. What a lot of people don't realize is a full body harness. If you fall into that and they give you a, basically what's called a, what is it, a suspension relief strap. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that or don't know how to use that, all the blood's going to pull up in your legs because all your weight's basically going to be pinching off your femoral artery. So, all that blood pulls up in your legs and within 20 minutes, you end up passing out and dying anyway. Right. So, the harness yep. caught me, couldn't get out. I'm not in cell service, couldn't call anybody. Nobody could be there in time and, well, didn't matter, died anyway. Yeah. So, it's like, there's got to be a better way. So, that's why I started looking into, it actually started looking into self-rescue. If I fall... How do I help myself? Because there's, mm -hmm. you guys hunt up Allegheny National Forest, millions, you know, thousands of acres of yeah. public land. There's no self-service half the places. Nope. Honestly, nobody talks about that enough. Like when I was growing up, I always wore a harness, but I didn't really know. Yeah. What do you about do? That. Like, you fall you down hang for so long. Right. Yeah. I, didn't, know, like, I didn't have my suspension strap with me sometimes. I finally yeah. realized that and started putting it in that upper pocket. Yeah. I thought it was just so I for, had it for dragging deer. <laughs> <laughs> I drug deer with it. Yeah, I mean, one you of know, the first make... first full body ones I had, I looked at it, and there's this little pocket with this strap mm -hmm. in there, and it's, it said like What's that thing? it was uh, what was it suspension? It was uh, the SRS strap, and I'm going, right. what the hell is this? Pull it out, and I threw it in the garbage. <laughs> Meanwhile, oh I'm like God. that thing's supposed to save your save life, your life. Yeah. literally, keep you from getting you know suspension trauma, and you know, I, I, I guarantee eighty percent of the guys in PA, these you know redneck hunters go up in a tree stand half of them not even wearing a harness at all yeah, yeah. typically and yeah. the guys that do they probably don't know about suspension trauma or know about you know that that strap so mm. it's like it's so funny i still have my strap it's actually in my backpack as a deer drag <laughs> See, there you go he, he even knows about it so it's a, it's a deer my drag harness had a nice little clip on the back like yeah. a tailbone there Heck yeah. Yeah. and i just clip it great. to there just walking out with the deer I think it was a dual purpose because I use mine for the same thing. Yeah, so I'm pretty see? sure it was a dual purpose. I ended up losing mine. Honestly, I, I knew that I needed it, but I just, I don't know. See, I think Doug makes a great point here, though. A lot of people that maybe listen to this thinking we're crazy. Why don't you go out and set up your stand a foot off the ground, set up some kind of platform, hang it up off the freaking porch or whatever, and do a, a practice yeah. fall. Yeah. And see what we're talking about. And see, if you, can, see if you can get yourself out of it. Because yeah. unless you're in really good shape, you, you probably can't. Yeah. No. Don't hang there Working for over 20 minutes. And, but, and have someone with you yeah. because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to be responsible when you, you die of suspension trauma one foot off your back porch. Excellent point. <laughs> the, Excellent the point. Past, <laughs> the past few years, uh, I was work, I'm working in construction and they actually did that at work. They put you in your harness. Oh, they have to. They have to size you, right? And no, no. <clears throat> I thought they had to. No, no. You just put on like a random harness, but you had your own harness too. So it was just a safety seminar type okay. thing. I don't know. So they set you up in your harness and then they hooked you up and this big dude yanked you up and locked you in and you had a, uh, they, what they had was like a hook and a loop. So they have two different uh, things on each side of you and these little zippery bags. So you had as it, it hurts terribly bad, like you're just it's it's just digging into your arteries, like you said. But it just the pain is terrible. Yeah, and as you're hanging there, they're like, "All right, we'll release your things and set them up." So you release both of them. They come down. You pick them up and you put the hook through the loop. And then you put it the right length and then you step into it. 
and that would relieve the pressure. But still, even then, like after still the initial great. pain, <laughs> it still hurt. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. That's and what they let you down. And then I'm like, and they're telling you about, you know, you can't hang up there for X amount of time. Even after 10 minutes, you can start getting blood clots and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, why didn't that, nobody ever really tell me about mm-hmm. this? You know, like at, at the age that I was at, you know, I was damn near, I was probably 28 years old when they told me this. And I'm like, nobody's really told me that you go to hang there for X amount of time or else you might die. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I think everybody was just like, hey, look, a new age safety harness. We're fixed. There's the fix. We're yeah. all safe forever. Even when, I don't know. When Brub fell, he's like, oh, I sat there for like five minutes. <laughs> And then I started hollering for you. I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right away. Oh. I don't know. I, I I feel like it's just kind of been pounded into my brain, and I'm sure plenty of other people, just from the very get-go, hunting out of a tree stand, wear your safety harness, wear your right. safety harness, wear right. your safety harness. But, I mean, it is, it's not talked about like, like we said. I mean, but, you know, I don't want to stay on this all night, but it is very important. I think everybody yeah. should wear their safety harness if they're hunting out of a tree stand, but... At the same time, listen to Doug, <clears throat> practice your self-rescue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you should have, a, I always have a plan B and a plan C. So I always have a couple of different ways down the tree. Even if I'm, you know, I'm in my saddle, I climb up. Uh, my main way down is rappelling. Uh, for some reason, I drop the rope or something. I have a couple other little devices, little straps and little, you know, gadgets in my pack and in my uh dump pouches i can hook to the tree and still get down so i'm batman yeah <laughs> <laughs> i, mean, I was, I was hunting point. public land and i there was a guy who didn't know i was up in a tree and he came in and kind of leaned against you know a tree that was like 20 yards away from me and kind of whistled at him and he did the look around like well, what the hell was that you know and then i'm like you know what i'm just gonna get down and leave so i come rappelling down out of the tree and land next to him and he looks over at me like holy shit scared the hell out of him he, he actually said it he goes what the hell are you batman and i'm just like i'm out of here you already stunk up my spot and you're over there with your dick hanging out pissing all over the place and i'm like i'm just leaving but yeah he he's he actually said that what are you batman and i'm like well no not really but just way cooler yeah way cooler yeah batman. cooler Oh, man. Now, Dougie, you are the resident DIY guy in my book. (laughs) I mean, like, you you mentioned you one stick, you do a bunch of stuff, but you're not like me going on and just buying somebody's already pre-made one stick. You're doing, like, above and beyond. You have how many different contraptions now? I've tried almost every climbing method there was. Yeah. I have all kind of, I have the primal V steps. I got hawk sticks. I've got, I call it my Franken stick that I hunt off of. It's a... The Eastern Woodland Outdoors Ultimate Platform on top. It's mm-hmm. an API uh, hunting stick middle, um, and then it's got a homemade uh, Amsteel aider hanging off the bottom. So it's like it's just the Franken stick. It's you know three different pieces of somewhat DIY, some pre-made mm-hmm. stuff. It's I'm always tinkering. Yeah, I like it. It's pretty cool. Now. Obviously, the one stick thing's kind of been my thing for the last couple of years, too. But I would say there's a lot of benefit to it. I mean, a lot of people don't realize as far as getting up and down, especially getting down, the safety factor as well with yeah. repelling. Mm-hmm. I mean, what made you first get into one stick? Because you were telling you were the crazy one stick guy that was talking to me about one stick yeah. a year before I did it. Yeah. Um, I, like I said before, I started with uh, three hawks. And I saw a video, and I think it was at uh, Garrett again. Mm-hmm. He's showing how to, how you can climb a tree with one stick, and I watched it, and I thought, 
Yeah, I thought it would be nice to carry only one, but I'm watching him do it. And he, he was a very early video. I don't want to trash him, but it did not look very efficient because it was, you know, before a lot of the better, you know, plans for aiders were made and stuff. So he had like a, a lone wolf with like a, a, a homemade webbing one step aider hanging off of it. So it did not look real efficient. And I'm going, ah, I don't know. That looks like a lot of work. I could, I'll just put these three up and I'll be up in, you know, 20 minutes. Bing, bang, boom. I'm hunting. Well, then I saw another video, which uh, I want to say his uh, YouTube channel name was something like C Big Bear or something like that. The letter C Big Bear. And he one sticked with a rock climbing harness and he had a uh, real light uh, hang on stand. So he had one stick and a hang on stand and a rock harness. And he was up the tree with the one stick, had his stand set up, and he was at hunting height, 20 feet, sitting, ready to hunt in like six minutes. Wow. And I was moving. like, this is the way. I don't, hell or high water, <laughs> I got to figure out how to do this. I'm a pretty athletic guy. I got to figure this out, you know. So, and of course, this was right about the time my first kid was born. So, my wife's inside, just had a baby. You know, she's, we're trying to figure out this whole parenthood thing. And what am I doing? I'm out in the backyard, climbing trees like a goddamn monkey, (laughs) flying around with this one stick. She thought I lost my mind. She's like, every waking hour, you're outside in the damn tree. Like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm good. This is just a really cool thing I want to learn how to do. She's like, are you sure? I'm like, no, I'm good. Turn around, I'm back out in the backyard, climbing up and down this tree. And she's like, he's lost his freaking mind. (laughs) But I was just so... Doug has CWD, just spinning in circles. (laughs) I was so convinced that I was like, man, if I could figure out, especially especially hunting up at like Allegheny National Forest, where I'm walking back one to two miles, and there's some of the places don't have real good trees, you know, you're like swamps or clear cuts where they only left these trees that are six inches around. I'm going, man, this is the way to go. I got to figure this out. Seriously. So I spent like that entire summer practicing, goofing off, trying to figure out better ways to do it more efficiently. And she was like, he lost his mind. He's crazy. He's, he's, he's building a tree house in the backyard (laughs) to get away from me and the kid. And I'm like, no, I just, this this is the way, you know, (laughs) That's and and I even tried to show guys, even guys that had switched to the saddle, Mm -hmm. they're still going, there's no way there's (laughs) Charles is raising his hand. There's no way that you can get up the tree more efficiently or faster or quieter than three sticks. Like you just put the first stick on, you climb up, put the second stick on, you climb Mm -hmm. up, put the third stick on. And I'm going, yeah, but I can put the first stick on, sit in my saddle and just slide it up and climb it again. Mm -hmm. As quick as you could pull that second stick out, unwrap your strap or unwrap your rope or whatever. And they're like, no, there's no way. So I showed them and they were like, and they go, and they go, Holy shit, you went up that tree really quick. And I was like, yeah, when you figure it out and it's you a consistent move and you got it all yeah. down, it's like you can get really good at it. Yeah. I and agree. everyone that saw me do it is like, you know, you're crazy. You're hunting from a uh, this diaper looking thing that just <laughs> looks like you're hanging from a slingshot and you're hanging on one stick. And it, 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 uh, I'm, I'm out. And I'm like, okay, no, well, you're missing out. <laughs> but, I'm agreeing with you on the old death diaper. But... <laughs> I he hasn't seen the light yet. I don't know. Yeah, I've watched this guy do it, okay? I've seen it done a million times, watched a thousand videos. I'm just so fast with four sticks and a rope mod. It just, and I'm quiet <laughs> and it's effective. I have one trip up the tree and I'm done. <clears throat> 
It's quick. It's yeah. fast. So a lot yeah, of then you got to take them all down. Mm-hmm. And I, just, I didn't like about it, getting part. into it, because I'm like, because I still haven't opened up my, my platform yet, because I'm just like, I can set up three sticks and a platform, and then Bro, you- take down a platform, and then take down three sticks, four sticks, uh, four, yeah. I'm just like, I just don't want to do that. It's like I'm literally putting a lock on up and then setting yeah. up, taking it down every time. Like, it just, it's not I, what I'm into. Yeah, to me, at you're, all. you're I not like getting sweating and just I don't know how you haven't it. opened it and felt it. And like, I, if I got to use Charles's, I'm like, I used Charles's before I got it and I had all intentions of using it. But honestly, I've only used my sticks maybe, maybe four times on a platform that I just put up in the tree. And, I didn't have a great time with it, kind of like what Doug was saying with, you know, using your your belt and everything. Like mine, it, it has traps for it, but I just don't know if it was the tree I was climbing. Because I, I normally climb the exact same tree when I was doing it. You were using that webbing linesman's belt too, though, yeah, right? It, with a big buckle on it, and the, I didn't really trust ones. it on yeah, top yeah, of. I, mean. I think the tree was either falling away from me or something. The tree was goofy. Because I had to climb up to the one side because there was usually on the other side. Usually it's towards you. It's really tough to climb. See, this is yeah, why you need towards me. It was, mm-hmm. it was miserable. to come over to my house so I can show you all yeah. the tricks and shorten your learning. No, yeah. I, I yeah. just I told Charles, <laughs> I said, whatever I need, give me a list <laughs> for Christmas, whatever I need. I did. I bought him the one and stick and everything. I so. ended up, I got everything. So, and I, I dove in a little bit early, but I ended up buying the the uh the saddle last year but i didn't have all the the bells and whistles last year so yeah it's I didn't something you should get, up in it get comfortable with throughout the summer so when hunting yeah. season comes you're not just like in the dark yeah. first I mean, day I, cl- yeah. I climbed in uh i climbed in sam's <laughs> when he first when they first kind of come up with the thing and and i was a little bit on edge about it i'm like am i gonna be comfortable in this thing just like dangling out here because i'm not crazy about heights but I just figured, ah, screw it, I'll get used to it. Yeah, you know? see, that's the funny thing. I was really comfortable in climbers and hang-ons until I switched, and now I can't sit in a hang-on. I feel like I'm, I like to have that constant tension of the tether kind of yep. holding me. Definitely. Yep. When I'm sitting in a hang-on, if I start to like lean forward and I don't feel that tension, I'm like, holy crap, I'm going to fall out. So I, 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 can't, <laughs> I can't even hunt out of a stand anymore because it's not comfortable. I hurt my tailbone like five years ago, and if I sit in one of those hard seat hang-ons, it just kills my lower back and my tailbone. Gnarly. Yeah. I feel and like the you saddle kinda... is just kind of like a nice soft seat that just kind of cups your yeah. butt, you know? Exactly. It's like sitting <clears throat> in a hammock. I feel like you did kind of have like the natural progression though. Like even the same as you and me. I mean, you started with, I mean, let's say the mobile hunting. Like, right. You started with your climber, then you went to like the lightweight hang on. Mm-hmm. You're just, you're constantly evolving and. It is kind of interesting. I, I'm I'm curious to see where the next thing is. I mean, what are we gonna be like? Teleportation. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it badass. is, but it it does seem everything's lighter, everything's faster. Yeah. It it's pretty crazy. I don't know where we can go from here to make yeah. it any better, uh, but it's kind of like, like a, bows like too, a Batman though. hook. You shoot it up in the tree. Yeah. I don't know if they can do anything else like to make it better, to make it better. I think now all they're doing is they're taking the same stuff and making those better, making sticks lighter, making things out of carbon, making things, you know, more streamlined. So they pack, you know, well, and they're light and 
really you're, you're getting to the point of you're not going to have much return. You know, you're right. Gonna, it's like to the point where everything is so uh, what I what I carry with me is so light. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how could I possibly get better than this, lighter yeah. than this? It's it's ridiculous. And I used to carry you know, a 25 pound climber. Yeah. Oh yeah. And now I carry this little mini stick with a platform on it, and it's like three pounds. Yeah. Dude, look at that beast over there in the corner <laughs> that I used to carry around with me. On yeah. My every back. time yeah. I see a, like a giant double ladder way back in the woods, I'm like, what dumbass drug this thing all the way oh, out there and then i realized oh that was me like five years ago uh-huh. <laughs> that yeah. was, i was dragging these gigantic stands out here and i'm like what the hell was i thinking i love my climber but, but after we climbed that hill charles when we got out of the oh, boat boy. over in ohio yeah up this hill was hurting man and my the hill just completely hurting. took everything out of us you know and I packed my bag, I think, super heavy that day, too. So, I had that on it. <laughs> Too many little Debbies. So, and then we start going a little bit further up the ridge, and things are starting to look a little bit better. ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. And I'm like, dude, I can't walk anymore. Just you go ahead. Like, I'm getting too old for shit. <laughs> I'm getting too old for Aren't shit. you younger than I was going to say, yeah. aren't you the youngest? Well, yeah. he, he didn't have a yeah, climb on his back. No, I had the saddle set up, and I was like, yeah, dude, I'm good. I'll keep going until I find something nice. You, you climb, you hunt in here. Neither of us saw shit. So I guess the really yeah. uh, joke was on me, but. Man, wait till you just uh, make your new one stick out of all full carbon one day. And you'll be carrying like a pound and a half. Yeah. Joe, do you have a saddle? Yeah. Or are you looking for one? So I said, I bought one last year. Because I have a TX5 for sale. <laughs> I bought one last year, you jagaloon. Oh, my God. No, Joe has a saddle. And then I just got the Bob. And then the, uh, yeah. what was the Cruiser? What was it? Yeah, yeah, the Cruiser the Mini Seeker yeah. Yeah. platform. Yeah. Yep. So he's he's all ready to go for sure. He's got the repelling device as well. So I got him all hooked up. Nice. I do nice. have to admit when I started using a lineman belt with the uh, like the main rope with the because they used to give you those they called them tree climbing tr- straps and it was mm-hmm. like a two inch webbing. Oh yeah, with yeah a that's what I was talking about. He was using <clears throat> with the buckle. Yeah, yeah they're they terrible, terrible and unusable. Suck. It's like four foot long. Horrible. Yeah. And you you try to flip it up and it would always get caught on the bark. You're trying to and it was it was 
it was terrible. So then I switched to, at the time I was using, it was 10 mm with an 8 mm Prusik, 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 however you say it. I, yeah, Prusik? Yeah, yeah, whatever. I don't know. And I'm looking at this thing going, is this not really going to grab? When I lean back in this, is it, is it, I remember, I remember thinking that going, is this really going to hold me? You know? And now it's just like, I, you know, tried all kind of different friction hitches, the, the Prusik, the Swabish, the Distal, and it's like, you know, I, but I do remember when I first started leaning back into that going, eh, I don't know about this. I'm going to lean yeah. back real slow mm-hmm. and make sure this thing actually locks. So I get the, you know, people that are just starting out that they're kind of like nervous or yeah. they're, you know, not real confident about some of this stuff, but these stuff you got to practice the ground and. Yep. Have to trust your gear. Try, oh, try it out in the backyard and freak your wife out that you've lost your mind. And... Do you actually live in your tree cabin? <laughs> <laughs> Do you repel down every morning? Do you say hi to the yeah, kids? go to work. <laughs> It'd be a lot more peaceful, I'll tell you that. That's awesome. Joe, do you remember when we first tried Sam's out, you were mentioning it, like the first time you actually stood away from the tree and like, put your weight into the saddle, how yeah. freaking like nerve-wracking that was. Yeah, it was terrifying. It was I, horrifying. <laughs> You're literally I felt, leaning I can climb from a 25 tree. foot up in my climber and be super comfortable, like with with the height and everything. Mm-hmm. But like, it's gonna flip. Doing flop. the saddle, it's just like in a year, it's gonna uh, flip flop. Mm-hmm. Don't let go. <laughs> Trust me, Once you, you get used to it, yeah. you're going to go back to the climber and you're going to be so uncomfortable in that thing, I'm telling you. I don't think you'll ever go back to the climber, no. personally. I, I never don't will. think there's a reason that I really would unless I was hunting somewhere super close and I knew a tree and so on and so forth. You yeah. take the climber out if you I just feel like mm-hmm. coming into the saddle that I'm going to climb the nastiest trees that you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> and <it's, laughs> I'm going to be like standing on a limb just waiting for a deer or something mm-hmm. like Dude, listen, biggest piece of advice, and I think I sold this guy on it a couple of years ago, buy a pair of climbing gloves. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. you can rip branches out of the way. If there's poison ivy, rip it off, nothing. They're only used for climbing. You know what I mean? I was looking at the knee pads, but damn, they're like 80 bucks, no, 75 no, 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 bucks. No, 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 no. no dude, go to no. Harbor Freight. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that either. No, <laughs> Trophy Line's knee pads are like 35 bucks or something ridiculously cheap. They are by far the best knee pads for the price out there. Hands down, hands down. There's, I can wear those literally walking in and out too, which is freaky. That's a huge, but like, I don't know how many times I forget to take them off and I'm walking out in them and they're fine. They're warm. Your knees might sweat a little bit, but they're so comfortable and they're soft. I started wearing my knee pads all the time, even if I'm just still hunting, walking around up at camp. And everyone's like, what are you, why are you wearing knee pads? Like most hunters up there, they don't see that kind of stuff, you know, yeah. but it, like, you know, you're, you're walking through really thick brush and you need to duck under some branches and it's an inch of snow on the ground. Well, you got your knee pad on, you kneel down, you don't get your knees and your pants all wet. True. I True. wear them all the time and I get made fun of it. I'm what like, do you, wear? you, you guys just don't understand. Pads. So I've got two pair that I switch in between. <clears throat> I've got a pair of the, uh, everyone seems to think these are the best, the Arc'teryx. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They're kind of expensive. They are expensive. My lucky ones, though, I call them my buck pads. Almost every single buck I've shot out of the saddle. Harbor Freight. Alta. Amazon, <laughs> $30. The name, the, it's A-L-T-A. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they're kind of big and bulky and kind of puffy and kind of hot walking in. But like late season, rut, November, even gun season. 
you know, it's cold then. You actually kind yeah. of want to stay warm. Solid. They kind of suck walking in, and I actually slide them down over my shins walking in. When I get to the tree, I pull them up. They are by far the most comfortable pair I've had in the tree. And it seems like every time I wear them, I get, I see a nice buck or I get a shot at a nice buck. I'll yeah. wear the Arc'teryx early season because it's hot and they're more comfortable and they're easier to walk in. And I'm like, man, I need to shoot something. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to those army, olive drab, army green oh Altas from Amazon. And it's like, boom, here he is. That sounds oh. like my lucky dead underwear. Yeah. <laughs> I got a hat like that. <laughs> I don't have anything, guys. But I gave uh, it to McCoy and he sucked all the life out of it. piece of shit. <laughs> I have bought the cheap pair. Like, I bought the cheap pair of knee pads first, and they were like paintball knee pads or something off yeah. Amazon. The problem is the f- face of them is all smooth, and you just slide, slide right around. off the tree. Yeah. So, that's when I went to the trophy line, and I'll tell you what. Uh, for the price, I don't think he can beat them. And I'll, I can bring that to, to the next point, to the saddle show off or whatever we want to call mm-hmm. it. We're going to do a saddle event here. Hopefully, within the – did we come up with a date? Not yet. We need to come up with a date. Hopefully, none, none really of your soon. brothers will answer my text. So well, we'll do it without. <laughs> We're just them. gonna leave them out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm just nervous. My wife's gonna murder me because I've been doing something like every weekend. <laughs> I'm starting to see this look in her eyes. <laughs> like, hey, I'm going to the podcast, around. and I see this. You, you need to wait eyes. until she has the baby. Yeah. And then go practice a bunch in the yard, so she thinks she went insane. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not going the day after a wedding. Joe can't practice in his yard. He cut all of his trees down. I was just thinking no practice trees. There's more. (laughs) He's going to be out there. So many more. He's going to be. Actually, I got a really nice one I trimmed up to like about 20 foot. I took my climber up in it (laughs) and my saws all up there. He's going to be climbing telephone poles, getting sap all over his shit. That's a nice one one to to practice climbing on because it's all in. All the way up, you get probably twenty some foot up before you hit a branch. Oh, that's <laughs> that, good. That's the beauty of climbing. With, I mean, I'm a big one stick guy, but the ability to go around branches is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. With the climber, I used to get so annoyed. You'd go up like 15 feet, and there's that one branch, and you're like, ah. Yeah. And you could get above it easily with the top piece, but the bottom piece you could do it, but it was always super sketchy. Super sketchy. Yeah. This, I would just because you, you're climbing with going. your hands basically instead of your feet. So you mm-hmm. get up to that branch, you can just pop your stick off, go up around it, and keep going. Um, Do you ever actually climb, like use branches to climb higher and then set your stick up or like use them as a step, you mean? Yeah. Have you ever done that? I have. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it, but I've done it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not recommended. I, I was going to say the. Depending uh, on size. Being a one-stick guy, there is an advantage to multiple sticks if you know you're climbing a tree that's has a bunch of annoying branches. Around uh-huh. here, we have, you've, you've seen them, mm-hmm. the oak trees with all these, Pinnac. I call them little skeleton branches hanging off. Yeah. It's, they suck, They're but they annoying. drop a lot of acorns, and that brings in a lot of deer. Pro um, tip. Multiple sticks, that is the one time where I would take multiple sticks because you can go up around those branches a lot. It, you know, one or two or three with the one stick, y- mm-hmm. you can go around them easy. When you got to go around like 15 branches, it's like, You're oh, this to get your thing around. Yeah. And, yeah. Listen. Especially when it's up over your head. It's, it's Yeah. Just that's when multiple sticks really shine. Because in the, and then you can rappel down and you basically can just... All the all those obstacles you had to climb around, you just swoop, right down the rope, right around all of them. Yeah. That that's a huge that's a huge plus, huge plus. Yeah, I would say though, multiple lineman ropes. 
Yeah. Solid. Yeah. I had two. When you get to those stick, like, I mean, you got the branches coming around, throw right. the next one over, unhook, and you just keep moving. It's like one fail swoop. Yep. And you're never not connected. Right. So having the one and disconnecting mm-hmm. to go around it and hanging on for dear life is not like the best option. Yeah. No. And and I've never had to use more than one while I'm one sticking because I have my main right. rope. You're using your tether and I'm your line my belt. And my, so I'm basically am using two you're ropes basically already. Using two, yeah. So it eliminated the need for that. But prior to when doing multiple, the two the two uh, lines, mm-hmm. using my tether and my line spelt, you know, yeah. simultaneously was really nice. But what Dougie's saying, like, man, when you're one sticking and you, you get up and you climb to the top of your stick and you have your tether tightened off and you, you put your line spelt on and now you have to move that tether up. And there's four million little branches around. <laughs> it's such like a thing. You have to reach in around them, <laughs> throw it up. You're like digging around. And if it's a big tree, you almost have to swing around. And there's always that one branch on the backside oh, that you always, didn't see. Always on the backside because <laughs> you're trying to throw your rope around to yourself. And you're like, where is this fucking rope? Yeah. And it's not And then you up. realize there's this one inch yeah. thick branch just <sighs> catching everything. <laughs> So that's the only time like that pine trees, that kind of stuff gets really annoying with the one stick. But at the end of the day, I mean, 95% of my climbs though, one yeah. stick, it's, it's the most efficient way for me. Yeah, but solid. there's that, that 5% where I'm like, damn, I really wish I could hunt out of that oak with all those annoying branches. Yeah. And that's when you take three or four with you. And the noise thing, everyone says, oh, that looks so noisy. It is so not noisy at all. Like you're so quiet. It's climbing the quietest method I've ever used. Yeah. I was louder with multiple sticks because I kept clanging them together and banging right. them off stuff. With the one, it's one, you have nothing to bang right. it off of. Right. So it's Less super quiet for, for me. Metal on metal contact. Yeah. If anything, you might, you know, break little branches or here and there, but you're making natural noises. I will say climbing with Boer this year with him hunting behind me, he was using his little tiny lone wolf uh climber yeah that thing was loud as shit yeah. dude every time he would come up i remember that scraping yep. noise because nobody points their toes enough step. to actually make it go up they all scrape mm-hmm. it up the side of the bark you know and he's scraping the whole way and i think i i actually climbed up and was holding a branch for him so he could continue climb up because there was like a branch <laughs> kind of going towards him and you know you know how if you're in a climber and there's a branch and you can't get past it because your right. climber keeps hitting it that's what happened so i'm literally holding onto the branch pulling it over he's climbing all the way up and i climb back up and then the second time in i literally beat him up the tree with my my one stick and we weren't hunt- we were not hunting that high either we were maybe 15 16 feet off the ground if that but it was just like god i don't miss that yeah at all <laughs> my dad still carries a big like 25 pound summit viper yeah now it does have the big puffy lazy boy mm-hmm. seat and so once you're up yep. it's like oh this is this is awesome it's like sitting in a recliner mm-hmm. all day but this like what you said i i watch him climb and it's just like he's there for 10 minutes putting the bottom piece on putting yeah. the top piece on getting the looking up to see how much taper there is and it's like you don't have to worry about any of that anymore. Yeah. And then he starts climbing. And like you said, he doesn't point his toes enough mm-hmm. and he doesn't lift up without it touched. And the whole it way up is going. That, oh, that horrible metal scraping. And I'm going, oh, God, I can't hunt with you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get like a hundred yards away. So you'll bump all the deer to me when you climb up your tree and make all the noise. <laughs> the old oh. climbers, man. Don't miss them. I really don't. Back yeah. in the day, it's all there was. and It, it was, was the shit. It was, it was the shit. I had an API bow hunter that I bought off a high school teacher for 100 bucks, and I used that thing for probably 15 years, and it was the shit. 
But if I had known I could have climbed with a three pound stick and sat in a saddle, mm-hmm. I would have never used it. But oh. I didn't know back then, you know, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't have that stuff back then. Like I said, we were DIY and everything in 2017, they, yeah. you know, 1998, they sure as hell. Well, there was probably an Anderson <laughs> sling and an old trophy yeah. line, but they were probably, you know, in a box in they some guy's basement. Yeah. yeah. Maybe That's 30 so years old at that point. Yeah. <clears throat> it, it just, it's unreal. Um, well, first off, you know Doug went to Laura when he said he bought a tree stand off of one of his teachers. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it was I tractor day, you know. <laughs> and they did have a tractor day. I was going to bring up Sportsman's Night Out, but I won't now. Dude, I they canceled the event <gasps> this they? year. Did you not know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, we uh, really? for the first time in there. 35 years or something like that. Uh, I think second time since COVID, basically. Okay. COVID shut it down the first time. This would be the second time. They canceled the event. We've been ha- we had a booth there the last two years at Sportsman's Night Out and uh, did a little thing. And this year we called them to get our spot res- reserved, and they they're not having it from That's lack of participation. Really, from the kids, from not enough kids I in guess, the conservation club. I guess that's ridiculous. That's crazy. But they're trying to bring it back bigger and better next year and get sponsors yeah. and stuff. I guess they're always to, looking for speakers and stuff. And mm-hmm. I always contemplated going in and giving a talk about you know tree stand safety. Like yeah. we talked about Doug suspension comes trauma. In with a tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. The, I'm sure the Voag class could figure out the way to hook up a you know a, oh, a telephone awesome. pole on the the stage or something. Uh, but they I'm, do it at the outdoor show, man. They got yeah. They got three trees yep. all hooked together and all smacked together. They're not little either. They've, they've, come, they've come to a streamline because all of them are doing the same thing. Oh, now. Yeah. Remember, oh, they yeah. used to have just one, one and they tree. would try to get Yeah, it. now there's now three. everybody's using the same design. It's a three trees and a triangle yep. all bolted together and everybody's using the same thing. Yeah. Wow. But anyways, yeah. that's it's, <clears throat> It is a shame. I remember going to that as Sportsman's Line Out as a little kid, man, mm-hmm. and Shooting cork, shooting cork guns in the gym. Yes, and, and seeing the wall of all the deer in the yep. gym. Like, it was the coolest thing ever, man. Yeah, I finally got a couple that are big enough I could throw on that wall. Now they're not having the event anymore. Any of course, events. I probably wouldn't take my mount there. I'm, that being uh, said. They're very careful with it. I don't want them to get, get the wrong idea here. But yeah. yeah. Once, my, once mine from this year comes home, he's going up on the wall and he's never moving. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't, I don't like moving deer. Yeah. I moved. I moved a couple years ago. And I, I think I end up taking all the deer because I'm like these bastards don't respect these deer. <laughs> <laughs> they don't respect them like I do. Yeah. <clears throat> Crazy man, but it is a shame. I, I hope they do bring it back next year. I know we're talking about doing like uh, giveaways and stuff. We were talking about with the guy that runs the program. They were talking about doing like incentive program throughout the years as the kids. You know, they go out and they do some kind of like. If you shoot a deer, you get so many points. And if you shoot, mm-hmm. you know, rabbits and squirrels, you get so many points. And at the end, the person with the most points gets like said prize. And they're trying to just you find different ways to get kids involved. And it's full circle, man, all the way to like we've always talked about just kid involvement and yeah. getting people involved in the outdoors. It's getting tougher and tougher. But right. I can't believe the they don't have kids for the freaking Right. When I went there, the conservation club was huge. Yeah. And people will join just to go on the trout stocking uh, Mm -hmm. trips. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but we would get out of class, get out of school on it, you know, and we would go help the fish commission stock the Shannon Creek and all over the place. We would, we would, you did multiple. Yeah. They, we would do each stretch. You'd have, uh, two canoes, four kids. We were float stocking like 16 and 17 year old kids. So cool. Floating in canoes in February, 
super <laughs> super dangerous but everyone mm-hmm. you know was responsible back then everyone grew up in a canoe everyone right. knew how to you know we'd float stock and you know start you know you do a two mile stretch from this bridge down to the next bridge and we just go and toss them out every couple hundred yards until you got to the end all your trout were gone and they'd pick you up and go back to you know class to catch your last couple periods of the day it was people would join the conservation club just to do that That's and it's insane. like <sighs> can't believe they don't have enough participation i guess everyone's inside playing video games and I don't know. Scary man. Need to get out in the woods. Yeah. Definitely. Go touch some damn grass. <laughs> Go cut some damn grass. The, the, the right kind of grass too. I'm yeah. sure they're touching other right. grass. I'm, I'm talking, you know, <laughs> grass that? and leaves in the woods, not that. <laughs> what was that one we were listening to on the way to the Harrisburg show? Cutting grass and eating bass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cutting grass and eating bass. Yep. Yep. Hilarious. You, be- you betcha. You all oh, you betcha. <laughs> well, Doug, we're getting closer on time, but I don't want to cut it off quite yet. You mentioned you got some bigger deer on the wall now. Yep. How was your last season? This season was the most efficient and the most successful I've ever had in my entire life. I got scared there for a second because I was on a stretch for a while. Where people <laughs> yeah. said, this has been the worst season I've no. ever had. <laughs> I mean, since I switched, it's just it's gotten better and better. I got access to a new property um, last year. And I didn't really have a lot of time to scout it, so I went in gun season a couple times. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to go in this really thick stuff they have on their property and bump a bunch of deer out and then have the neighbors shoot them on there. You yeah. know, have them run mm-hmm. across the line. So I, I stayed out of there. This year in early season, I went in, put a couple cameras up, and actually had. I was just going to go in and take a doe. Had this group of does coming in at like seven in the morning. And 6.30, right before dark, every night. So, I'm like, all right, first day, I'm going to go there, whack a doe real quick, get some meat in the freezer, right? I show up the first morning, set up, sitting, 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 didn't see a damn thing. And I'm like, now what the hell? I have a camera with does on pictures every single morning. Says you're supposed to be here at this time. I, yeah, I was like you're watching late. my watch. Like, okay, 7.30. I do the I'm gonna time. Pick, I'm going to pick uh-huh. my bow ah, up. And take, a little bit you know, late. A little bit late. Yeah, what the hell's going on here? So I'm annoyed, right? I'm like, what the hell? They were on at this spot every single day, 7.30 in the morning for two weeks straight. What the hell happened? Did I bump them on the way in? So I get down, I check my camera. I have a black bear on camera. Uh, He was there 15 minutes before I got there. I almost walked up on him in the dark. You almost got eaten. Yeah, basically. So he apparently came through and bumped all the deer out into the neighboring properties. But... um. So I left, I put, actually put a cell camera up there and cause the next time I went and hunted it a couple of weeks later, I saw this big community scrape. So I'm like, well, that's an easy way to get inventory on what's coming around here. There's at least one buck, right? right. Or a couple cause this looks pretty big. So I throw a cell camera up and I started getting some photos mostly at night. Um, right before Halloween, like the week before Halloween, I had nine different bucks in three days show up at this scrape. Now, most of them were little scrubs, right? All spikes. Yeah. Spike, four corn, <laughs> little six, six, you know, a half rack. And then I see this. He, he didn't look giant, but he looked big. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I shoot him. If I see him, he's toast, right? <laughs> so, on like a Tuesday, I get a picture of him at 8 in the morning in the daylight standing at the scrape. And I'm like, shit, I got to go right now. So, I took Thursday and Friday off that week, went in there, and so here's here's a tip for all the listeners. If you're using cell cams, set them to synchronize right before you hunt an area. Because I got lucky. I had mine set that it was going to synchronize at 6 a.m. 
I pull into this parking lot. I'm getting my stuff ready and my phone, I'm walking to my spot. My phone buzzes. He's standing at the scrape that I'm walking toward. And I'm like, holy shit, he's already there. (laughs) So this was, I, I know I'm just talking saddle, saddle, saddle. But if I had had a hang on, what do you do? You just go sit in your hang on. It's already right. set up. So I got my saddle, my one stick, and I see it, look at my phone, and I, he's, he, so I basically have a picture of him right now standing 75 yards away from me. And I'm like, well, shit, I can't walk down there. That's where I was going to go hunt. Looked closest tree, right up the tree, 730. He comes walking by, boom, double lung, biggest deer of my life. Oh, shit. On camera, he looked decent. I'm like, yeah, he's decent eight, you know, pretty, pretty decent. I walked up on this thing and I was like, holy fucking shit. It's a Thursday. (laughs) Everyone I know is at work. You got to back up. This is too fast. I need the the details. That was really fast. That was really fast. I need the details. Like you got up in the tree and you're like. So it's still dark. I'm I'm, I'm like, okay. I I haven't prepped any of these trees. I haven't scouted any of these trees. I look and I see one I can climb. It's a little bigger than I like, but I'm like, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to move around too much because I know he's 75 yards away. I know he's there because I just got a picture (laughs) of him standing there. Right. Yeah. So I start climbing up this tree and I'm talking super careful ninja like trying not mm-hmm. to even scrape bark because i know he's close for all i know he's walking toward me right now you know so i start climbing this tree and i hear something coming so i'm like oh shit that's probably him right he's coming some deer coming from the other direction so i just i'm up in a tree and i just hug the thing I, i'm like i'm gonna be one of those weird knots that's just like a weird <laughs> shape i'm hugging this thing I'm only 10 feet off the ground. I'm like, this deer's going to bust me, right? It's walking. It walks right underneath me. I could have hocked a loogie on its head. It's dark though. Can't tell. Don't know what it is. Walks underneath me and it didn't, didn't bust me, didn't smell me. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I guess I'm good. Luckily the wind was blowing just right that it didn't, you know, blow my scent toward whatever that deer was, but I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was him. I don't know if it was a doe, a different buck, but my guess is it was probably one of those little bucks heading down to check that scrape right before yeah. light. So I climb up, I get up about 20, 22 feet, get set up. All right, I'm good. Here's something coming. Don't think at all. It's got to be him, right? I get all amped up, get my bow. It's a doe. Ah. Well, that's good though, right? Maybe she's one of the first hot ones. She went down to the scrape. She walks right past me. She's going to leave a scent trail. Perfect, right? Here comes five minutes later, get all amped up again. Here comes this scrappy little buck. And I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah, where, where is this asshole at? You know, I, I just had a picture of him. He's, I know he's yeah. right there. So I'm like, you know what? The doe walked by and the little buck walked by. Let me pull my grunt call out and just do one grunt. You know, little light, not super, you know, deep. So that it sounds like it's some you know, some other mature buck than one. I made it, I wanted it to sound like a young buck. Mm-hmm. So that if he'd hear that, he's going to be like, well, I'm going to go up there and kick his ass. Right. That young buck. I don't know if he was already coming my way or if it was that blind grunt, but two minutes after I grunted, I hear something coming and I, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, okay, here <laughs> we go. Another scrap buck or a doe, you know, it's kind of like the boy who cried wolf. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm looking, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's probably some, holy shit. And I just see antlers come out of this, like, multiflora rose. And I'm like, that's got to be him. All I can see is antlers. And I didn't even really look at him to see how big he was. All I saw was huge four up with, you know, on one side without even the brow tines. I saw these huge four tines. 
while I'm shooting him. Yeah. Don't look at his head. For the love <laughs> of God, don't look. Don't even look. He's big enough. You're going to shoot him. Look at his shoulder. Look at his shoulder. Look at his shoulder. So he comes out like 30 yards. Broadside. Perfect. 23 yards. I give him a, you know, and he stops and he starts to turn and look up toward me. And I already had it on him. Let it go right behind the shoulder. And I'm thinking, oh, I smoked him, right? He takes off running and I'm holding my breath waiting for the crash. And I thought I heard him crash, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. And he ran just out of sight. So now I'm like, oh man, I think I smoked him. I'm pretty sure I, you know, drilled him. But what I didn't like was when he ran off, I saw the fletching sticking out. And I'm thinking that should have been a double lung pass through. That should have blown right. through him. But now I'm like, oh, tell me he, you know, took a step right when I shot and I hit his elbow. You know what I mean? Hit 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 some sort of leg bone or something. But anyway, so I wait like an hour and a half, and I I don't like to text anybody when I hit one. I don't because I, I just feel like I'm gonna jinx myself. I always wait till I get down, then I find them, and then I'm like, okay, I can text people now. But I texted my wife. She was at work, and I said. Hey, she's like, what? And I was like, I'm pretty sure I just smoked the big one. She's like, oh, I was hoping you were going to say that. Meanwhile, I don't even think she was happy for me. I think she just wanted me to quit going hunting and <laughs> stay home on the weekends and help with the kids. But so I'm like, okay, I think I hit him. I'm not going to get down, you know, and I'm still up in the tree. I'm shaking like crazy. So I waited like an hour and a half and I get down and I can't find the arrow. I'm like, well, I can't find the arrow because I saw it sticking in him when he ran away. But then I start to find blood and I'm like, man double lung like that i should have 23 yards there should be blood all over the place but i'm thinking if it didn't go the whole way through plugged up hole you got a plugged up hole you only got one hole and the one that you do have is kind of plugged up so now i'm getting nervous and i'm like i thought i drilled him i thought i heard him go down but now there's hardly any blood now i'm now i'm like mm -hmm. did i not make a good a shot as i thought i did you know i'm getting nervous I walked like another 10 yards and it looked like a murder scene. Yes. There was just blood nice. all over the place. It's like light pink. It's got bubbles. I'm like, oh, you bastard. I got you. You're dead. We call that Freddy Peter blood around here. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know. He probably at most 50 yards dead. But I start walking and I'm like following the blood, following the blood, following the blood. And I'm like, he's got to be close. There's, you know, it's, it's obvious double lung. And I smelled them. The wind shifted and I smelled this stinky rut buck, you know, stank smell. And I'm like, yeah, that's gotta be him. He's, you know, I, I literally smelled him before I saw him take two more steps. There he is. And I walk up and I had only, I, I mean, I had him on camera, but I didn't, I don't know the deer on camera. They always look a little smaller than when you see him in person for, to me for some reason. Yeah. So I walk up on this thing and I was just like, holy shit, this is the biggest deer I've ever shot in my entire, this might be the biggest deer I ever shoot in my entire life. It's a Thursday. Everyone I know is at work. How the hell am I going to get this thing out of here? <laughs> you know, but I actually have a picture of, He's at the camera at like 7.15, right before he came up to me when I shot him. And then I have a picture of me walking by at 9.30 doing like the hang 10. Like, yeah, <laughs> got him, heading uh -huh. to the truck to get all my stuff. But so, yeah, I've, I've, all the other bucks I've got, they were, you know, some decent ones that I just did the Euro mounts on. But this was the first one I did a, like a full shoulder. So, he's yeah, still at the cool. taxidermist. Hmm. Still waiting on him. Took him to Larry Baker, did you? No, I took him to <laughs> the guy in Poland. I can't think of his name. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he apparently won a bunch of awards for. Uh, he's not bad. Ohio State, Ohio mm -hmm. State championships and stuff. So yeah. nice. 
Let me see a picture of this bad boy. Oh, hold on. Yeah, he's he's not bad. He's a good. Yeah, bot. you had a lot of good things working in your favor, though. I mean, you had the doe come through, then mm-hmm. you had the little buck come through, oh, was, and then when you hit that grunt, he was probably thinking, "This dude's going to get that my girl," you know? Right. I love that. Like, I don't really like grunting whenever I see little bucks. But I like to use their scent, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't want to grunt them in and then they're sitting there giving you a hard time and, right. you know, but I like to use their scent, you know. Yeah, I was telling, talking to Charles before we uh, started this about all the uh, mishaps that he and I have both had growing mm-hmm. up, just like dumb things that happened. And it's like you were about to shoot this buck and something stupid happened and, blew, mm-hmm. you know, some other hunter blew up your, 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 your setup or, you know, just stupid stuff that can happen. And that morning was like all the stars aligned <clears throat> for the first time. Yeah. Like yeah. everything that could have gone wrong went right. And yep. I was like, I can't believe this just happened. You know, then yeah. it was great that I got him on a Thursday and I had Friday off so that I, I had all weekend, long weekend to, you know, get them all cut up, cape them out, get them all cut up, all that stuff. So it, it, was like, it was like the first time that it all, like the stars aligned and it all worked out. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. That's actually kind of a good idea for a podcast. We what? should have some people come in, or we should do some call-ins or something to talk about like mishaps. Oh God, I, uh, just, you know what I, mean? I could fill up probably four to five hours <laughs> of mishaps <laughs> if you really like, want to go that route. Funny yeah. stories, weird ones, things like that. We should we should do something. Like Dougie that. and I were literally going to hit for hit on mishaps. Oh, dude, he's a stud. Terrible, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> he's a stud. What's that inside spread? Uh, I don't remember. It was like twenty-two or twenty-three, yeah, maybe man. something Ooh. like that. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of using the the four year old there holding holding up the deer to you know some trick photography, but he was yeah. he was gigantic. <laughs> yeah, he's a stud. My my four year old girl, she loves deer and fish, and so she's awesome. always every picture I have of a nice looks buck, like she's, a normal sized human holding the <laughs> holding the, like an elk or something. Yeah, <laughs> she's always right there with me. That's awesome. She is one heck of a fisher woman as well. Yeah, by she's the way. she's going to emasculate a lot of guys in her yeah. lifetime. She catches a lot of fish and holds a lot of deer. She catches better fish than I do, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Very cool. Yeah. It's a shame. I know you're probably itching right now, Dougie, that there's no ice or anything for ice fishing. <laughs> you know, it's a tough time it, of year. This is man. a tough time of year. There's no hunting. There's no fishing. There's no softball yet. Mm-hmm. Try to play hoops, twist my ankle. It's like, <laughs> there's just there's nothing to do. Yeah. That's Dude. why we brought you on the podcast. We had to fill that void. You got <laughs> to scratch that itch a yeah, little bit. Yeah, that's what yep. this does for you. Dude, Western PA Hardwater Series had a rough go these last couple of years, man. I'll say. Seriously, it's been, though. been real hard. I love following them, too. I love seeing all that stuff. Oh, yeah, dude. Look at that. There's the selfie I took Let's with look him. Look at that face. That's a picture we got. <laughs> yeah, that was Thursday my face. Like, oh, my God. He's so big. <laughs> that's that's the Ryan Tanner face. <laughs> Just insane. I got to load that up. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. I'm going to do it. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, yeah, that was that was phenomenal. Biggest buck yet. Yeah. What? what Do you get anything else? You got some doe and yeah, stuff too. Uh, so, you started piling so, on the doe after that. <laughs> yeah. So I shot him right before Halloween. So I got him taken care of and was able to take the kids trick or treating. Big trick or treat guy. Fa- favorite favorite holiday. Love Halloween. Um, and then I took a doe out of the saddle with a rifle on the first day of rifle, and then I actually got my first pistol kill this year. I Sweet. shot a doe with. Uh, it's a single shot. It's a 6.5 Creedmoor. I think it's a CVA Scout. Yeah. Single shot pistol. Cool. Took That's a doe with a pistol. So I got three. 
It's really cool. Buck two does. Three so different properties, big, three different weapons. You're not a big hunt on Halloween guy? I try to shoot them before Halloween so I can go trick-or-treating because inside yeah. I'm still just a little kid and I like dressing up with my kids and we always do like a group okay. costume. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. But I've always wanted to kill one on Halloween. Yeah. I love Halloween. Always, always <laughs> wanted to kill one on Halloween. Yeah. Like, that's been my goal. And I've killed one the day before and day after, I think. Dude, mine are all. Or, yeah. Oh, day I've before. killed a couple I've killed day November, before, not day after. That end, I always wanted to kill one on Halloween too. My biggest it's year today was the thirtieth. Yeah, this year I thought for sure I was like, "Oh, the weather's perfect." It's you know, I think it's so on a Saturday or something. Was ha- too? Halloween no, was no, a, no. Halloween was no. a Monday, it was right? It was the it was day a- I dropped my phone out of the tree. Oh, <sighs> yeah, Marco Polo. Was Halloween a Monday? Yeah, yeah. It was pouring rain because the last two Maybe or three years in a row, I've killed my buck on October thirtieth. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, that's not, no matter what day that is, I'm taking that day so off, good. right? Yeah. And I looked this year, and uh, October thirtieth was a Sunday, yeah. and I was like, I'm screwed. Yeah. What am I get? That's my yeah. that's my lucky day, You're and I can't hunt, right? But uh, it was the Thursday before Halloween, so it ended up being like the twenty seventh or twenty eighth or whatever the heck yeah. that yeah. ended up being. I haven't. But it's usually the couple, their Thursday or Friday before Halloween is like my yeah. my lucky, lucky go-to. Those three or four days leading into it is pretty good. Those th- Okay, so that one right there, that's the 27th, the 29th, and the 30th. Yeah, I have a 30th buck as well. Yeah. So you need a 28th is what you're I saying. I need a 28th in there. And the 31st. <laughs> and yeah. the 31st, yeah. 31st, 31st, that's the big one for that's me. That's the big one for me. That for was such sure. a terrible I, morning this year. It was so bad. I Most of mine are like. Or like November eighth, nine, like days like that. See, I've never I think had seventh, eighth, ninth. Now I the one I think it was October 9th, though. I've never had luck that late in Big November. Boy. I think he was, I think he was October 9th. First yeah, week it was of like the season. first week of season when first he shot the one he just got back. All the nicest bucks I've shot have been right before Halloween, and they're always like uh, cruising between doe oh, beddings yeah. to check scrapes and check scent. I yeah. never, I've never had luck late in November for That's whatever reason. That's my favorite week of the year, hands down. Yeah, yeah I agree. Honestly, I love the rut. I love the chase, but sometimes they're just acting a little bit too crazy. It's like mm-hmm. it's almost impossible to stop them to to do anything because they're just you know they're stuck on a doe. They're stuck on a doe. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes so, you get that moment like you did when you shot that one from the ground, and like everything's just like oh, man, and crazy. And there's that was better. probably one of the one of the coolest hunts I've ever been on, honestly. That is so just because awesome. of just how it all turned out, right? Yeah, I, I love. I mean, there's nothing better than a buck chasing a doe past you, brruh, 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 mm-hmm. just freaking you know chaotic and just wild. I love that shit. I think I I started hating it a little bit more when. I start getting the bucks earlier in the season, and then I'm trying to kill a doe during a rut, and they're just <laughs> running around like maniacs everywhere. <laughs> you know what was what was Joe's nickname, Doug? Doe Headland. <laughs> I don't know why. It, it, Doug Joe was shitting on Joe, me all Joe year for killing does. I don't know why was going on. You don't understand. It was like what four weeks into the season, and Joe had like nine doe kills. <laughs> That may have been a little exaggerated. Charles had but just as many yeah. doe kills. I was like, I've been out I twice, did. and Joe's already killed like his entire quota of doe tags somehow. Yeah, no, I, I still have one A. <laughs> I didn't use. I I'm did gonna put too. it on the the skillet when I get home and eat it. My one A tag, a little little tag soup. I do. I had uh, I actually had four unfilled tags this year, and I killed sixty or so. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Actually, no, I I didn't. 
fill a couple D maps. Right? I didn't fill three D maps in one one A. I didn't get any D maps this year. I was I fell asleep. So I think I. Had- <laughs> so apparently, did you? Uh, did anybody check? Did anybody fact check Johnny's text earlier? No, I didn't. I think I had uh, eight tags in PA this year. Like I had yeah, I four like D maps. Ten plus yeah, four D maps. So two, two one A's and a two D, and then my buck tag. So I had eight tags, killed five deer. So yeah, I end up eating three tags actually. Well, four. you know, just because you got the tags, you don't have to shoot them, Joe. <laughs> I do. So this you is why you, this is either. why you got the doe nickname. You don't have to eat I, them I just really with enjoy killing deer <laughs> with a bow. Joe Doe Bow Headland. <laughs> is that what your daughter named? Yeah, them? my four year old said we should we should call your friend Joe Dobo. Joe Dobo. <laughs> Joe Mosexual. It's not a terrible nickname, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, there's I, there's a lot names, of worse yeah. things you've been called hey. just in softball. Yeah. Charles Kill just made those me this year. By I the way. did. I killed five. I just don't understand what it oh, became. No, I killed off four to kill Doe. I killed <laughs> like, four. I love killing Doe. Two bucks. I'm a fan myself too, but I actually the only one I shouldn't have shot honestly was the one in the middle of rut. And I'm sitting yeah. like, right, <laughs> like right, yeah. right in front of this bedding area, and <laughs> I didn't have my ghillie suit on yet. Yeah. I didn't have my ghillie suit on. I'm like breaking branches because I'm, I'm going to be hunting the ground my ghillie. I'm breaking well, branches. If you're you know, killing cutting, it there I'm in the rut, branches. I mean, you got a big big pile of scent right there kind of helping yeah. you if she's let hot me, or let me about to go Let me preface this. Because you sent me a Snapchat. You were out. I was at work. And you were like, oh, I'm out. Ghillie mission or something like that. And you were like, <laughs> my finger's itchy. And I think I messaged you back and I was like, oh, that's awesome, dude. Kill one or something. And you were like, you literally sent a picture of you sitting next to a doe. You were like, Itch, itch scratched. <laughs> so the, when your when your fingers itchy, scratch it. And I had a video, and then I I kind of cued over to the doe laying next to me dead. But yeah, I, I end up I came up with my ghillie. I was trying to get up on this bedding area, and I was right outside the bedding area, and um, I'm clipping branches. Didn't have my ghillie suit on yet, and uh, all of a sudden I see this deer walking right out of the bedding area. I'm like. Oh man! So I'm like, literally, like holding my my clipper in front of my face, like trying to hide myself, <laughs> like, <laughs> trying to like hide myself a little bit. Not as both the clippers. <laughs> she walked past me, twelve yards, didn't even look at me. Starts walking past, I'm like, killed her with the clippers. It's a doe. It's because she had a 180 <laughs> behind her, and she was just. Trying I'm like, to it's a doe. There's nothing behind her. Like, I haven't been having any luck. I'm just getting real. Fingers getting real itchy. So, yeah. stood up, drew back my bow, had her like 23 yards, something. I always try for, her. to fill three tags. Three for my family seems to feed us yeah. year round. And it's just, we get to the end of the year and then, you know, we're almost running out and then it's time to shoot more. Uh, would I shoot more than that? Yes, because we just started pressure canning and it's delicious. Oh, yeah. yeah dude. Um, I want to start doing that. Oh, I, yeah. May I shot, it can't I think I beat. shot five or six last year. My wife was telling me come up to the season. She's like, we're starting to run out of like, you know, like rear cord or backstrap stuff like that. That you know we would cube up and mm-hmm. do stuff like that with. I have a really hard time eating on the ground meat, honestly. Like I got a lot of ground a meat, ton of ground meat. But yeah, I give away a lot of stuff to people that you know that. Hey, you got a deer? You, you want to give me some meat? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So I'd give them a couple pounds, four pounds of ground meat, something like that. Or I mean, if I knew them a little bit better, I give them like. You know, rear quarter, backstrap, roast, something like that. Nobody but, gets backstrap. 
<laughs> Nobody. <laughs> no. I've given out a couple of times. Just, no chance you know, of people that strap away. do like a favor for me, something like that. You know. I good, will good say friend. this year, however, of the sixty I shot, I probably gave four rear quarters away to Boer. So, like, yeah. and I know that that boy's gonna use the meat. And, yeah. You know, do what he needs with it. But you know, for me, it was like the last two years, I kind of backed myself off. I was like, I can't shoot deer. I have no room for deer. Like, <laughs> Says I just the guy who yeah. just like, every time he's out, he's like, the, the, the demons took over. <laughs> like, yeah, but la- I think the year before last, I only shot three. And then maybe the year before that, I might have shot two or three. I don't, and this year I, I think sh- your memory is failing you. <laughs> and this year I shot six because I needed the meat. I was had no backstrap. Yeah, I, I was uh, backstrap. I was working with this old Canadian. He was like seventy one. <clears throat> so he come over a couple of times, helped me, you know, log split and stuff like that, or he helped me one time like build my fence backyard. So I give him some deer meat. Well, this dude, he was actually a pretty good cook. He was a true Canadian. You know, he's over here for work and oh yeah and. Uh, <laughs> He made us these big ass burgers at one time, bacon, like all the works in the in the burger. Uh, another time, he made me some weird like pea Any soup poutine? or something like that. Split like, pea. Any poutine? Yeah, like Is that a bun- how you say it? No, it wasn't peas. It was uh, it was like a bean bean poutine. soup. It was like multiple beans and then the deer meat in it. So every time I'd give him deer, he'd end up cooking something with it. So yeah, he's a pretty cool, dude. That's a good. You still have this neighbor. Too. This is a neighbor, you said? No, he was, was a Canadian, Canadian I worked with. Oh, damn. I was going to say, I want some poutine, man. <laughs> shit's yeah. good. It's just cheese curds and gravy on fries, man. You can make Does that, that not shit. sound amazing? It sounds good right now. <laughs> From a true Canadian? <laughs> yeah, I would love that. Good. I'd say A for like a, a month. Yeah. A. 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 You know? A. You betcha. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting closer on time there, but... We is sure there anything are. we didn't talk about that you wanted to cover? Uh, I mean, I got stories of uh, when I was a kid and all the screw ups that we, uh, all the <laughs> all the deer that got away. But that that'd be that'd, that'd be an enti- hours, yeah, so. that'd be another five hour <laughs> yeah. episode. So probably not. Well, I mean, we can bring you back. That's not <laughs> yeah, a problem. We're gonna have to. Me and me and Doug are gonna have to go punch for punch on shitty ass happenings in our lives. Yeah. Listen, we'll make it happen. I have I'm, I'm plenty. Fine with an like that. So Her my wife, before kids, she hunted, and we used to hunt together. And then after we had kids, I took her a couple times, and she shot another buck since then. But she kind of like, you know what? I'm kind of over being out in the cold and freezing my ass off. When you just go and you shoot, because I would shoot one, she would shoot one, and then one of us would try to get three. You know, yeah. try to shoot the third one. And she's like, just go shoot three. And I was like, okay, that sounds good to me. Right? Deal. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> um. She uh, she hunted with me, and she had the best buck luck I've ever seen in my entire life. She shot deer that nobody had any business. Never met Doe Headland before. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure haven't, bud. She would like. We're hunting Allegheny National Forest last weekend. A gun season. It's been hit hard. Guys have done drives. All the deer scattered. Right. I walk through this swamp. This like it's not even really a swamp. This like pine thicket. This buck runs out across this little creek right to her and stops thousands of acres of national forest it could have ran anywhere it's not like you're hunting farm country and there's a you know a fence line it could have ran anywhere it ran 10 yards from her she was leaning up against a tree almost taking a nap because she was in the sun she was tired she got up early 
She said she heard something coming. She looked up and there's an eight point stand there. She pulled her gun up. It was on nine power. Yeah. She had, it was up in a tree stand the weekend before, you know, looking at deer far away. She goes, I just pulled up, saw a brown shoulder and pulled the trigger. She shot this eight point up at the camp. She was out in the woods for a half an hour. I did all the work. I found the spot. I walked through this thicket, ran right to her. And I was like, you are the luckiest freaking hunter I've ever seen. Since we've gotten married, I, I had terrible buck luck as a kid. We get married. She laughs and says that she transferred all her buck luck to me. Because every single year since I've been married to her, I've shot a deer in bow season. Nice. Knock on that fucking wall right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. Knock on the wood here. But it's like since then, when she goes, she doesn't hardly see anything. She, you know, she goes to take a shot at a doe and like her muzzleloader won't go off or something. And she's oh, like, damn it, yeah. you stole all my luck. <laughs> <laughs> my wife but, said that to me this year. I wasn't getting my buck, wasn't getting my buck. Like had all these deer on camera. And I'm I'm just depressed at this point. She's like, "Well, maybe you you transferred all your luck into our daughter <laughs> in my belly." I'm like, "Don't you say that? <laughs> she can't have it. Right she now. cannot have it. Take it back right <laughs> oh, now." Wow. That's right hilarious. Now. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. <laughs> <laughs> just not so super. It's hilarious. <laughs> Oh boy! So we're gonna get the saddle beat together up here pretty quick here, and you know if anybody's really, really, truly interested in local, and you want to come hang out with us and talk about saddles and one sticking and see what we're using and how we do it, let us know. We'll come up with a date, but uh, it's to be determined as of now. We'll figure it out. But also, there's a TX5 for sale. <laughs> <laughs> this guy turned into a salesman. Damn. Yeah. Who wants to get rid of that TX5? Oh, my gosh. It's and so I know ridiculous. why. <laughs> I know why, too. But we won't talk about that right now. Regardless, Doug, where can people find you if they wanted to see your social medias, <laughs> all that fun stuff, if they want to see all these giant deer you're killing? Not really out there. Well, that's perfect then. I mean, uh, yeah. you're not going to find them. Kind of private. Don't Unless you go to his, uh, and find nothing. His tree cabin, you'll find him there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I like it. I like it. Go yeah. to his backyard. Yeah. The only Look reason I still have a Facebook is so I can get uh, softball updates from the yep. league when games are canceled. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> we'll wait for that then. <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking time out of your night, man, mm-hmm. coming yeah, on. Buddy. Talking about, I'd love to have you back sometime whenever you want. Let me know. Yeah, absolutely. You want to talk musky fishing? That's another another big topic. I, uh, I'm i a fan myself, so yeah. that would actually be pretty cool. I can't tell you any spots, but I can tell you how to catch them. <laughs> <laughs> the fish like are 10,000 casts. Yeah. Right? Sometimes. I've never caught one. That's if you don't know what you're doing. I haven't made, <laughs> I haven't made any casts. <laughs> I caught one, and it was... Uh, it was it was an experience. That thing was jumping like a marlin. Yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Ended up bending all my hooks. It was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. My musky rig, I could reel you in with it. So <laughs> we'd be good. Well, I was using a lure this big. Yeah. Nice. 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 That's how you start. You catch one by not really fishing for him, and then no, you get, I was then, then, for him. then you get the then you get the bug. Next thing you know, you're throwing yeah. sixty dollar lures, hoping you don't get snagged. And I was actually with my wife. <laughs> she gave up. So I end up switching out my lures. So I hook one. She's back behind me in the truck. So I'm screaming at her. <laughs> like, get out of here. Because I'm standing on like this ledge. Yeah. And the net's way behind me. I can't get this net. I'm fighting off a marlin right now, you know. <laughs> it's jumping. Old man in the so, sea over here. Yeah. It's like finally, a she just, She's fiddle fucking on her phone. So finally I get her attention. She comes out. I said, 
hand me my net in my left hand whenever I tell you to. Please. Because I wasn't, ex- <laughs> I, I'm not having her net. I already saw that Lord was coming out. You should have just lipped it. Stuck your thumb and, in uh, <laughs> So I tell her, okay, give it to me. She gives me the net. I bring the pull over, bring the net down in, got it up. And it was, it was awesome. Glad 14 you, inches. Glad you can net your own fish, but not mine. That's awesome. 35, 35 inches. <laughs> that's a solid fish right there. It's 35. That's a good one. That's a fish pick. That's a good one. Yeah. 46. Yeah, that's a good one. 46. Oh, man. Size doesn't matter in my house. <laughs> <laughs> it's the motion of the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> it's the amount of jumps <laughs> per minute. <laughs> it's how fast you cast. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next week. <laughs> the distraction is real. The distraction is real. <laughs>